cold cases. Cold cases. I am a fan. I have Netflix, and I will sometimes, uh, when I was able to binge watch cold cases and forensic files. And the thing about a cold case, it remains open for an extended period of time where they have not been able to figure out who did what or who committed the crime. The case remains open. And the family is left thinking about the who, the what, the when, the how, and the motive. And it can be months, years, or even decades, but at some point they end up in the cold case file, seemingly tucked away, but the emotions and the lack of clarity around those cases remain real for the families. And so many times in the cold case show, we'll find that a department would invest time and going back to cold cases from years ago to find out and to close those cases so those families can have a sense of peace. And many times the family, uh, family members have gone on uh, before the case is solved. But here's the thing about a cold case. Even though it's been placed away and tucked in a filing cabinet for a detective, the pain, the situation, for the family is still very real and it has ripple effects years after until they feel like some type of justice has been gotten. And God reminded me this week that many of us on our live streams this morning in the sanctuary, wherever you are at the barbecue, are walking around with cold cases on the inside. And the energy of those cases are very real. It's very real to you. And what I mean is that the offenses that happened so long ago that have not been processed are like whole cases and they remain open sometimes as a badge of honor to us. And the thrust of today's message is that God wants us to reiterate that whatever you hold internally, whatever you hold in your consciousness creates physical realities. While other people cannot see it, while they cannot see it, touch it, smell it, it is just as real to you as it was yesterday. And therefore, it creates physical realities because it is real to you and it is holding up space. It is literally taking up space in your consciousness and in your spirit. And whatever takes up space, in your consciousness and in your own spirit impacts what is manifested in your life. So what you hold, what we choose to hold on to impacts the energy to some of the things that show up in our life and not just shows up, it unconsciously impacts the decisions that you make. It unconsciously plays into the friendships, the partnerships and the careers that we choose. And God says that today it's time for us to start closing some of those cases. Closing some of those cases. And we want to put a big red stamp on them. Case closed. But what I want to say this morning and reiterate to you that just like when the forensic files and the cold cases that are worked by detectives, working a cold case sometimes is a process. It is a process. There's a reason that case was not closed when it first happened. And so therefore, the process of going through, uncovering, and lifting up to God those things that are on the inside of you 
that are impacting you on today is a process. And so today we're going to be in the book of Mark, chapter 11, verse 25. The book of Mark, chapter 11, verse 25. Mark chapter 11, verse 25. We're going to read one verse. And it says, whatever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. And today we're going to be speaking from the theme of choosing higher ground. Choosing higher ground. Letting go. And seeking wholeness letting go and seeking wholeness and we're gonna rest on just the first part 25 8 of that one verse that says whenever you stand praying forgive if you have anything against anyone now we know the topic of forgiveness is nothing new for us but this is one of those topics that we can always review we can always get more revelation around it because if you think about it, every day that you wake up and go out into the world is a day that somebody can commit some type of offense against you or you against somebody else because we are dealing with imperfect humanity. And so we want to be open this morning and maybe God will give you a fresh wind, a fresh word, a new way to look at forgiveness to help you on your path. And so I don't want to approach this a topic from that this is something that you just must do. You know, we hear preachers like, you got to forgive, you got to forgive, you got to forgive. But just like with everything else, forgiveness is a free will process, right? And I want us to know while it is the right thing to do, I want us to understand even more that we have a choice in the matter, but also how it impacts us when we choose to hold on to things that are not uh, healthy for us. When you choose to forgive, you are seeking higher ground. You're going, you're choosing higher ground. And so when we look at verse 25, I want us to just look at that slowly. When you stand praying, forgive. And we know that prayer is a spiritual practice, right? And so what this text is telling us that forgiveness should be a part of our spiritual Practice. When we think about the model prayer, when Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, what did he say? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. If you have anything that you consider to be a spiritual practice, but it does not include in it the process of forgiving, or at least just naming the things that you need to forgive, and asking God to help you, it is not a true spiritual practice. Truthfully, forgiveness is that stumbling block for many of us Christians into ascending higher and being where God wants us to be because we are holding on to so much. And sometimes because we're in the picture, we can't see. Because we're in the frame, we can't see the picture of how that one thing is showing up all over our life again and again and again. Maybe forgiveness must be solved. Now, the day that you make the choice to forgive may not be the day that the forgiveness process is completed. The day that you make the conscious choice to be forgiven, to forgive, 
may not be the day that the pain goes away. The day that you make the decision to forgive may, may not be the same day when you stop dreaming about it, when you stop thinking about it, when you stop having trust issues about it. But when you make a choice, this is one thing I can promise you, is that when you make a choice to seek a higher vibration, assistance from heaven shows up to help you in the process. And I want you to look at that one verse again. It says, when you stand praying, forgive so that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. See, there's a connection with something that happens with God. If you see nothing else in this text, I want you to see that there's a connection in when you forgive, that there's something happening also with God in your life. And so, the day, again, that you make the choice to forgive, may not be the same day that you have truly forgiven, but making a choice to let go, making a choice to stop holding somebody hostage and keeping tabs on what they did and how they did it. They may not ever apologize, but at some point, you got to close the tab and leave the bar. Every time you find yourself mulling over you find yourself wanting somebody to pay for something, when you want an unrepentant soul to offer you an apology, every time that situation comes up, you have to make a choice to go higher. So that was the first point. If I didn't give you a point, that was the first point, that forgiveness requires our free will choice. Our free will choice. Second thing I want you to know is that you're going to have to decide what matters most. What matters most? At some point, after holding all the pain, all the anger, all of the resentment, you have to make a choice. What matters most? Is it my ability to keep score on somebody, or is it me being in alignment with who my creator made me to be. So either you can hold on and grip the pain and the offense so tightly, or you can choose wholeness and try to be in alignment with who God created you to be. When you hold on to pain, you hold on to anger, resentment, and keeping tabs on people, those things do not align with the person God created you to be. But they are the byproduct of the offender. They are the byproduct of the offense that you received, the byproduct of the trauma that you endured. Those things, pain, anger, and resentment, are not of a higher vibration, but they are lower. And God wants you here. And once you make a choice, even though you may not be here, when you make a choice, I'm going to let go and seek wholeness God will meet you there when you stand praying, forgive, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you. So we must make a decision. Am I going to show up in the world seeking wholeness or with a chip on my shoulder? Only one of those decisions, only one of those options, has the promise that heaven will back you up. Only one of those options has the promise that heaven will come along and assist and back you up. But 
The journey to full forgiveness is a process, excuse me. The journey to full forgiveness is a process. There's a lot of things that play into how we forgive and how we're able, how we have to process that forgiveness, right? The offense, what actually happened, who the offender was, that matters. When it happened, you know, sometimes those things that happen in childhood take years that happened in our developmental years take years to uproot out of us. Um, so when it happened matters. If it was just last week or if it was five, 20 years ago, that matters. The intentionality behind it. What was the motive behind what was done to you? How it happened and where it happened. All of these things have to be considered in the process of forgiveness and you may not be able to tackle them all at one time but I just want us to know that we're not just saying hey it's going to be easy right the choice is yours it's not may not be easy depending on everything the variables around it but what I'm saying is that God will come along and help back you up to one day that the thing is gone so for some of you depending upon those variables Therapy will be necessary for you to release what is deeply rooted in you. For some of you, you'll have to get spiritual counsel from your pastor or another trusted spiritual mentor. For somebody else, your meditation practice will be where you find things coming up from you for you. And some of you will get free right here at this altar. Right here at this altar, when somebody lays hands on you and the intercessor prays for you, some of you will get free right at this altar. But guess what? Guess what? If it takes all of the above, <laughs> what I'm saying is not, it's not a multiple choice where you choose one. If it takes all of the above, you ought to be seeking healing and wholeness because that's what God wants from you. Mm. So here's some tips for you. For those of you who are making the decision today to forgive, you're making the decision today to forgive. Put some boundaries in place to protect yourself. So that whatever has happened does not continue to happen to you. So that you can focus on the healing and wholeness process. Second thing I want you to consider, don't allow others to feed into the offense. You know, sometimes people love us and they don't feed into the pain that we're feeling, right? Um, but if you know that you're making a decision to go higher, that you want to work through that thing, you've got to approach the topic of whatever the offense is very differently and with a different set of energy. And so sometimes... People can trauma bond with us because they may have been through a similar situation. And so they bond that way, but we can take that friendship or that relationship higher by shifting our own energy and helping them to see even their situation in a different way. And so what happens is when people kind of feed into our pain, continuously remind us of our pain, and it triggers something in us, all that's happening is, one, the energy is not only compounding and amplifying within you, now it's in your space. That when you see those people, it is a reminder of the offense that we're trying to let go. 
So don't allow others to feed into your offense. And so whatever kind of boundaries you got to put in place, number one, if it's the offender or people who are trying to uh, identify with that same level of pain, you've got to make it plain what you're trying to do. And the third tip I want to give you today is that reconciliation is not always required. It's not required. And it is not always possible. Right? Reconciliation and forgiveness are two different concepts. And depending upon the offense, reconciliation may not be the best thing for you. And so what's the word of the Lord for us today? That you don't have to walk around with open wounds. And here's the thing about open wounds. The people around us see them, but we don't see them. I remember my mama, and maybe y'all's mama did this, or your aunties did this for you. If I would fall and hurt myself, and I had a scar on my arm, and you talking about the wound, just open blood, you know the stuff we did when we were little, that we had no business doing. And my mama would clean it up. She would put peroxide or some type of ointment on it, and she would wrap a band-aid or a bandage around it. Why? Because open wounds are painful. They get infected and they are sensitive to everything around it. My mama did that because she wanted to position my arm to heal. She was positioning me to heal. Maybe your mama or your auntie did the same thing. You don't have to walk around with open wounds, with cold cases from years and decades ago, and then stand before God and act like nothing's wrong. I want you to know that you can bring all of your stuff to God. You can bring your hurt, your animosity, your pain, your lack of trust to God. And people will say time heals all wounds, but I don't believe that statement. It is time plus intentionality equals healing. You have to be intentional about your healing. So just like my mama positioned me to heal the, the, the sore on my arm, God wants you to position yourself to heal. And that takes a choice. And that takes intentionality. Not saying it's going to be easy. Not saying it won't be painful. But God just wants you to mourn, this morning to know that you don't have to keep walking around with open wounds and the very things that are showing up in your life. You cannot uh, see clearly what they are. You are carrying around a cold case that's still open, and God is saying he wants to close those cases this morning. God wants you to make an intention today to let go and to seek wholeness. A short message, but that's the word of the Lord for us today, that we can never hear enough about forgiveness. We can never hear enough about going higher in God and knowing that when we make a decision to forgive, that heaven moves and backs us up. I can preach on this topic all day. Because when you are, find yourself in a leadership role in any industry, you become a target for people because they just have issues with leadership. Issues with any form of what they think is authority. And you have to learn day by day, minute by minute, every time you go into your secret place, ask God to help you to forgive whatever whoever, and to help you move forward and be who God wants you to be. That whole uh, 
free. We're Fourth of July. We're talking about uh, freedom, and, and it, it's it's okay, you know, because on July Fourth, whenever this was, you know, black folks weren't free. I want to make sure I say that to y'all. If we weren't free, y'all. We were still slaves. So I understand this is about the freedom of this country that's on paper, right? Um, but God is the true giver of freedom and liberation, and so that's what we want to focus on. Well, I don't have no problems with the American flag, but it does not trump Jesus. <laughs> it does not trump God. They are not uh, one and the same. The American flag in my relationship with God is not one and the same. And I want us to keep that distinction that uh, no empire, no country comes before God in our lives. Amen. And so what I want to do right now, I want to take a moment to really pray for us, to really just kind of lean into God and to pray for us on this morning. So I'm just gonna ask wherever you are, if you're at home, ask you to stand. I know if you're driving in your car, that you cannot stand up. But I will ask you to make an intention to listen to this prayer. You're at work, make an intention to listen and to agree with us in prayer on this morning. Oh God, we come today in your name. God, we're so grateful that you chose us to be alive right here in 2022 on July the 3rd that we still have breath in our bodies and we know that you made us for this particular moment in history but God now help us this morning to look back over the history of our lives and where we have cases that are still open where we still have offense about things that happened last year maybe even six months from six months ago Maybe it happened 10 years ago. God, I'm praying that you bring them to our remembrance. God, that you set that thing before us right now and that, God, as we look at it, we know that offense does not matter as much to us as us being in your will. God, we want to be in alignment with who you made us to be. We want to go higher and be where you want us to be. To be available spiritually, mentally, and physically, body, mind, and soul to operate in the fullness of who we are. Forgetting what is behind us, but stretching and reaching for the mark that you have called us to in Christ Jesus. God, whatever it is, God, I pray this morning that it be removed from the cells in our body. God, that it be removed from our gut where we feel the pain at times. God, that you would remove that pain from our heart this morning from what happened to us. And God, that person who's having dreams and nightmares. God, I pray right now that you touch their unconscious mind, God that you began to go in like a skilled surgeon and allow things to bubble up, to bubble up to the surface that you can take from their bodies 
God, I just pray right now that we have the desire and the attention to be better aligned with you today. That we don't give the offender so much power that we forget to turn to you. You, our healer, you, our redeemer, you, the one who died for us. God, we just pray right now, even for marriages that are carrying burdens and memories and that keep them from moving forward. God, I pray right now that you go right into their spirit this morning and allow them to release up and say, God, have your way. God, help us to step up higher. And as we step up higher, help us to bring somebody else with us. As we ascend higher, help us to bring our neighbor with us. As we ascend higher, God, help us to bring our spouses and our children with us and our partners and our husbands and our wives with us. But God, we pray right now for an elevation in consciousness in your people. To not only the members of this church, but those who make up the congregation of this church who come on our live stream, who give an offering every now and again, who come into the sanctuary, God, we pray for you to elevate their consciousness so that they can build something new in their lives. God, I know you're well able. And so this morning, I just stand in the gap for your children. I stand in the gap, God, that you move things out of their path, that you help them to shift things out of their path, out of their vibration, God, out of their consciousness, God, out of their life, out of their peripheral, that no longer serves them. God, you are the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And so, God, we know that you are able to do all. You are the same God that put the moon and the sun in the sky, that tilted the earth on its axis, God. So we know that you're well able to handle our stuff, that you're well able to move in and through us. Oh, God, we lift up all that are sick this morning, who are bound, God, who are sick, God. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that you do a thing in their bodies this morning. God, we pray right now for the one who may be dealing with the spirit of confusion this morning. That you bring their mind, body, and soul into alignment, God. God, we even pray this morning, bold enough to pray that you fix cells and brains this morning. That you allow us to get out of patterns in our brains that take us in a loop. That take us through the same type of behavior. God, I believe that you're well able this morning to interrupt cycles in our lives. And so, God, we want to call you the cycle breaker. We want to call you the chain breaker this morning, that you can interrupt cycles in our life, God. Anything that has attached itself to us through the ethers of time, God, we surrender that to you this morning, knowing that you are well able. I don't know. I don't care if it came from our grandparents. I don't care if it came from our great-grandparents, God. But whatever it is today, at this point in the generational track, we stand before you. We love you. We call you holy. We call you blessed. There is none like you in all the earth realm. And so today, God, we just lean into you. We lean into our healing 
We lean into our wholeness. We lean into the name of Jesus this morning. That is a greater than every name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every heart shall confess that God, you are Lord this morning. And if you are Lord, we give our pain and our burdens to you. We thank you this morning. I'm so grateful. 